Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, welcome to episode five of our Christmas series. Christmas has definitely passed. Maybe you're listening to this in 2023 or you've just snuck in at the end of 2022. It is great to be together, Jam. How are you? It's still Christmas. (laughs) Christmas is 12 days. Christmas only begins on Christmas Day, so we're going to be Christmasing all the way uh, till the uh, 12th night on the 5th of January. So we take Christmas very seriously. So if you're listening to this before the 5th of January, Jam says, Happy Happy Christmas. Christmas! Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely terrific, Jam. Will you please give us a whip around question so we can start to get stuck into the excitement that awaits? When were you last excited to meet someone? Okay, it doesn't have to be famous. And actually, it can be, it can be quite surprising. So my one, whilst you're thinking, Ed. Yes. I remember once I got to go to a very posh thing um, at the palace of the Archbishop of Canterbury. So he's very serious. But do you know what I saw? I saw on the on the table on the way in there was a name badge for someone, and I couldn't wait to meet her. Okay. And it was Martha from the Bake Off. Oh, and if you've followed Faith in Kids' work, you'll know that we did two amazing YouTube videos with Martha Collison herself, Bake Along. Yeah, and I was so excited to meet her, and she was slightly puzzled by how starstruck I was. But you know, she was only an eighteen-year-old girl at the time, so uh, so that was exciting. I was excited to meet her. What about you, Ed? I ju- I need to think a bit longer hang on just give me one minute well while ed thinks why don't you have a chat at home and we'll come back to it in a minute off you go get on better than ed i'm sure ed when were you last excited to meet someone 
Look, I think it's probably going to be uh, seeing musicians on stage. And I was quite near the front row. And when you see someone who you've only ever seen on the television, really in life, in person, right in front of you, you do get a bit giddy and you have to remember, or you rather you do really remember, they're just a normal human being like me and you, five foot ten of normality. Yeah. And also, side note, Ed is so unmusical <laughs> that he finds the idea that someone can play a musical instrument to be basically magic. Oh, I, if you watched people's hands as they play a piano, how do you move your fingers jam like that? It's a constant sense of wonder for Ed. Anyway, we're thinking about that whip-around question because at some point, Philip is going to be excited for his friend Nathaniel to meet a very special person. And you can probably guess who that person is. the story so far this is coming to the end of the series can i just give you a quick catch-up maybe you can complete my sentences for me episode one like a caterpillar exists before a butterfly so the son of god existed before the baby jesus came to be episode two like a lighthouse shining out on a dark night so jesus came to be a light shining in our dark world Episode 3, like a child belongs in a family, so Jesus came so we could be the children of God, belonging. Episode 4, like the squeeze of a hug that shows us we're loved, so Jesus came as a baby boy so that we could see what love looks like. And now, again, you see, we flipped it last time and we loved it so much. We're doing it again. Ed, fun fact me up. We are looking today then at the unbelievable that you have to come and see it for yourself to believe it. The selfie toaster. Plain toast is bland. Liven it up with a toasty selfie maker. That is, you take a photo of your own face, you give it to the toaster people, they put it inside the toaster in a clever way, you put bread in and every slice comes out with your own face on it. I can't work out if that's brilliant or horrifying. (laughs) I, I don't know how long it would be before you'd just be a bit freaked out by buttering your own face all the time. Well, maybe you just get used to it. Maybe you should be freaked out, but aren't. I don't know. This is very alarming. I wouldn't really believe that existed, and I wouldn't have been able to thought it up unless you'd shown it to me. Do you love ping-pong jam? I do. Well, then, for $12,000, you can have a door that converts into a ping-pong table with a simple flick of the wrist. So the middle of the door folds down... The players stand on opposite sides of the door, therefore in different rooms, and play ping-pong on the door. That is kind of brilliant, isn't it? Again, it's so deranged that it's, that it's genius. OK, the fun of the baby mop. When babies are crawling around on the floor on all fours, why not clean your floor at the same time by putting them into a onesie that has soft mop heads on knees, feet and hands and even their tummy so that with every crawl of the baby on the floor, your floor gets a little bit cleaner. If you don't believe it, take a look at yourself at the baby mop onesie. The baby mop onesie is a brilliant idea because babies cause chaos and mess. But this way, they kind of clean up after themselves. It's perfect. Every home needs one. Absolutely, yeah. 
Let me tell you about Sting Khan. He had spent three years in another country away from his family because of lockdown. When he came home to the Philippines, he decided to surprise his parents by serving them as a waiter in the restaurant they were eating at. Because he was wearing a mask, he was able to take their order, have a whole conversation without them recognising him. Finally, he took off his mask. It still took a few moments for his mum to work it out. Then there was screaming, there was crying and there was hugging. See for yourself, Sting Khan has come home to mum. Wow. Oh, that's a very moving story, isn't it? That feels almost like a little little Christmas movie of some sort, isn't it? In today's story, Nathaniel could not believe what Philip was telling him about Jesus. So Philip simply had to say, come and see for yourself, find it out. So we're going to hear of that part of the Bible now. But first, because we are privileged to have the world's experts on John's Gospel here with us. Jam on John. Matthew, Mark and Luke have Jesus calling his disciples. So Jesus calls them. But in John, he shows us that some of Jesus' disciples bring their friends and family to meet him. So Andrew, in chapter one, brings his brother, Simon Peter, to John. And then Philip, as we're going to hear in our reading, introduces Jesus to Nathaniel. So there's a bit of an introductory thing going on. Now, this may all be very puzzling. Why is John doing it this way? We've, we've, we've really noticed how John is doing things differently, marching to the beat of his own drum. But he tells us why he writes his gospel. And it's not, it's not even hidden. There at the end, chapter 20, verse 30. Jesus did many other miracles before his followers that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you can believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Then by believing, you can have life in his name. So Jam, John has written us a little promise in the gospel that all we need to do is read the pages of John's gospel, bring our friends to see it. They'll meet with Jesus for themselves. The spirit does the work. Absolutely. And we're going to hear evidence of that as we listen to our reading, which we finally got to. Here we go. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Philip was from the town of Bethsaida where Andrew and Peter lived. Philip found Nathanael and told him, Remember that Moses wrote in the law about a man who was coming and the prophets also wrote about him. We found him. He's Jesus, the son of Joseph. He's from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to Philip, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip answered, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and he said, Here is truly a person of Israel. There is nothing false in him. Nathanael asked, How do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. That was before Philip told you about me. Then Nathanael said to Jesus, Teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said to Nathanael, You believe in me because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. And Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open. You will see angels of God going up and coming down on the Son of Man. Sometimes it's hard to explain. Mum walks into the living room and it's looking really bad. And she asks, what have you done? It's hard to explain. 
You get home from school and grandma's there and she asks that question that's impossible to answer. How was school? It's hard to explain. You have a friend, a cousin, a neighbour who says to you, why on earth are you a Christian? It's hard to explain. Now, you could probably think up a few answers to that one because, I don't know, your parents brought you up that way or because you've got some nice friends at church or because you think it makes a lot of sense or you just are a Christian. But it's hard to explain. Here's a simpler answer to that question. Why are you a Christian? Because of Jesus. It's all about him. It's all because of him. That's what Philip says to Nathaniel in John's Gospel. He comes rushing up to Nathaniel and says, We found the one Moses and the prophets wrote about. He's Jesus, Joseph's son. He's from Nazareth. But Nathaniel's a bit sceptical and he even makes a joke. And you'll hear more about that in the sketch later. But Nathaniel's not really believing what Philip says. So what does Philip say? Does he reply with some clever arguments about how Jesus was actually born in Bethlehem, like his ancestor, the shepherd King David? And, oh, it's hard to explain. No, he keeps it simple and he says this. Come and see. Come and see. And Jesus and Nathaniel goes and he sees. He meets Jesus and everything changes. Nothing will be the same again. His life is turned upside down. Now, we can't do what Philip did in quite the same way. We wish we could, but Jesus isn't on earth anymore. Not at the moment. He came down to earth from heaven. That's Christmas. He's gone back up to heaven. So we can't show our friends Jesus in person. But actually, we kind of can. In two ways. The first is in the Bible. That's where we find Jesus, on the pages of scripture. So we can invite our friends to a place where scripture is read out, talked about and explained. Where that happens, Jesus is there. That's how I became a Christian. I went to a Christian meeting at school where the Bible was explained regularly. I met Jesus. The second place we can meet Jesus is through other Christians because remember what happens after Jesus goes up to heaven. He gives us his Holy Spirit, so he's dwelling in us, in our hearts. So we can invite our friends to a place where Christians are, because Jesus is there. Have we tried that? Again, that might be church or even a family meal. If you're in a Christian family, it will feel a bit different to your friends. Why? Because Jesus is there. And if I'm honest, that made a real difference to me growing up. In this Christian meeting with the other Christians, I could see a difference. And I discovered that difference was Jesus. These people knew him and I wanted to know him too. Christianity isn't a bunch of complicated ideas and theories. There might be some maps in your Bible and they're probably quite interesting. There are long lists of names. But when it comes down to it, it's all about Jesus. This year, Why don't we think about how we could introduce our friends to Jesus? Why don't I pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have Jesus, that we can meet him in scripture and we can meet him in other Christians. Help us to invite our friends to know Jesus by showing him 
in the Bible and inviting them to a Christian meeting, even though that's going to be hard. Amen. Amen. Jam's got questions. I do. Under fives. Who was Philip excited about? Fives to sevens. What did Philip do when his friend Nathaniel didn't seem very impressed? Can you remember? Eights to elevens. If you have Christian friends or siblings, how do you see Jesus in them? Over elevens. You could invite a friend to meet Jesus at church or a youth group or a Christian meeting at school. But why does it feel so hard? Lots to think about. Have a chat. You can keep chatting or press pause because right now we've got that sketch I mentioned earlier about what Nathaniel first says back to Philip about Jesus coming from Nazareth. Here we go. Nathaniel? Nathaniel? Where are you? Under the fig tree. Oh, there you are. Found you. I remember that Moses wrote in the law about a man who was coming and the prophets also wrote about him. We found him. It's Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. (laughs) Good one, Phil. (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah, sure, whatever. The great holy prophets from Nazareth. Right. And I'm the next emperor of Rome. Why are you being like this? Well, this prophet is from Nazareth. I mean, Nazareth. I don't need him to be from Jerusalem, but of all of the places, did you have to pick the worst place in Galilee? Seriously? The worst? Yeah, it's just the armpit of the world. I mean, nothing's ever happened there. If this Messiah was going to be born anywhere, he'd be born in the city of David, in Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. Oh, right. Uh, But he's not exactly Moses, is he? I mean... That's what we really want. Someone who's gone down into Egypt and... He has. That's where Jesus went after Herod started killing babies in Bethlehem. Oh, right. Solid move. Yeah. But then he came back and was raised in Nazareth. Okay, sure. But don't we need someone who's going to purify the temple? Some kind of ultimate sacrifice? Something like, um... A lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? Yeah, he's that too. That's what John the Baptist calls him. Wow. Okay. God really has thought of everything, hasn't he? Yep. Where did you say he was? Over here. Come and see. Well, maybe I'll go and say hi. Somehow we've made it all the way to the last episode without playing any awesome cutlery. Well, that ends now. Here we go with awesome cutlery. Go and make disciples. Jesus has risen, he has been given all authority to rule the world. No one is higher than the Messiah. God has made him Lord, the Lord of all. Jesus Christ, the risen King, is called.
We have loved meeting John as he allows us to meet Jesus. John does things a bit differently. His Christmas is not like Matthew and Luke in particular. But hasn't it been great to walk through John chapter 1? We're going to come back in the Easter with more John. We've got some listeners. I hope you're amongst them who love to hear what we have going. We've heard from the Wren family. Elliot is 10. Aletha is eight and a half. Maddie is five in January. It could even be today. Happy birthday, Maddie. They love listening to the podcast on their way to school. They laugh and they listen and they talk. They're coming from Wiltshire in the UK. And right on the other side of the country, Bethany and Rachel are listening in Glasgow. They're loving the series on Christmas in John. They listen in the car driving past Christmas lights on their way home from swimming lessons. Thanks for getting in touch. Wherever you're listening to us, we'd love to hear from you. We can be emailed at podcast at faithinkids.org. Get in touch. We'll give you a shout out in the next series. We've had a fundraising campaign over Christmas. It's not too late to give. Faith in Kids exists to support families, to help churches so that children are there growing up to know Jesus Christ as their Lord. You know that because you love our podcasts. If you want to keep us doing that, maybe you could go to our website, faithinkids.org, hit the donate button. It's as easy as pie. Perhaps, children, you save up a little bit of money to give to a good cause. Could we be your good cause? We'd love you to be part of our story. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Pray for us, perhaps give to us, but keep listening. Jam, thank you very much for joining us for this Christmas series. And thank you for being the world's expert on John. We've (laughs) loved meeting him. That's great. And I can't wait to hear more from John, Jesus' best friend, in the next series. Thanks very much for listening. Have a happy new year. And we can't wait to speak to you again. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Under fives. Who was Philip excited about? Fives to sevens. What did Philip do when his friend Nathaniel didn't seem very impressed. Can you remember? 8 to 11s. If you have Christian friends or siblings, how do you see Jesus in them? Over 11s. You could invite a friend to meet Jesus at church or a youth group or a Christian meeting at school. But why does it feel so hard? Hard.